Halo, welcome back to episode 16 of our A to Z podcast of the coronavirus around the world. Today's letter is P, and we have chosen to explore Pakistan. As of today, there are 3,505 confirmed cases, 259 recovered cases, and 51 deaths. Pakistan has a population of 197 million people, and it is located west of India. Pakistan has a predominantly agricultural economy, with agriculture, notably cotton, fisheries, and forestry, contributing about 20% of the GDP, and it has large deposits of natural gas. And something interesting is that because Pakistan has a predominantly agriculture economy, that means many of the jobs available for people to work are hard labor. So with people quarantined at home, or if that's a possible measure, then many people won't be able to get some work done, won't be able to get paid, and this will detrimentally hurt the economy as no one will be able to do that work. And recently, Pakistan has quarantined 20,000 people and is still searching for thousands more who attended a Muslim group's large gathering in the city of Lahore last month despite the worsening coronavirus pandemic. About 1,500 foreigners are now quarantined in Pakistan, but others left the country without being tested. The health ministry confirmed last month its first two cases of the coronavirus were Palestinians who had attended the gathering. And because so many people have attended the gathering, the spread of this virus could be much more. Yes, I've certainly seen the same pattern with other countries where they've had these large religious gatherings, predominantly in the um, Middle Eastern countries where religion does play an extremely large role, um, like Egypt and um, right now Pakistan. So that is definitely a trend that people are coming for these gatherings and are not being tested and then traveling abroad again. But one thing I wanted to touch upon is you mentioned how a majority of the jobs in Pakistan are um, agricultural and they require hard labor. I was just thinking about it because my parents work jobs where they can FaceTime and they can do Zoom calls and get their work done. They can work all they can do all of it online and the company would still run. I find it interesting to see how a country like Pakistan, where all most of the jobs do require physical labor and meeting in person and just how exactly they would function under such um, conditions. Um, To add on to that, Pakistanis pride themselves on their volunteer culture. And days into the countrywide shutdowns to halt the spread of the new coronavirus, citizens sprung into action. Um, Pakistan has registered 18 deaths from COVID-19 and has identified 1,650 cases of infection. Officials say the number of people with the coronavirus could be as high as 12,000, however. To add on what you were saying about the Pakistan's pride in their volunteer culture, for example, one woman named Iram Mumtaz set up a quarantine ward for a public hospital run by just volunteers. Additionally, an entrepreneur, Umair Hussein, makes free protective suits for medics. And individuals like Prasada distribute food. So do leftist groups like Corona Solidarity Campaign and the Robin Hood Army. And lastly, a Pakistani nonprofit named the Citizens Foundation does the same, but on scale. 
using its network of 1,600 low-cost low schools to aid 700 villages and slums. And we've, me we've mentioned this in the India podcast, but Pakistan also has many villages and slums. So with like a densely populated slums, the virus can spread very fast and easily. Yes, and these slums are not... Um not optimized for um, sanitation. They have very little running water. And so that just makes the spread of the coronavirus that much um, quicker. And also to add on to the, volu the volunteer culture, I think that's something that's going to be extremely helpful when we're trying to fight the coronavirus and stop the spread. Because we've seen that so many places, um, basic health, um, health supplies like the masks and um, hand sanitizer, the prices have gone up so much and we've realized that many of the average citizens can't can no longer afford these but people um like Iram Mumtaz and people like her who have um dedicated themselves to making these um supplies making masks and other products and distributing it to the people who can't afford them in stores i think that's really important as it will definitely help slow the spread of coronavirus. And it just shows, well, the whole coronavirus pandemic, it shows the importance of unity. And Pakistan is a great example of this because when people come together and when countries come together to work together in order to address this issue, that's when there is going to be a real end for this pandemic. Yes, and... Honestly, it'll help so much with um, just the overall climate of the country in the sense that now, um, so like right now, the pandemic poses unprecedented challenges. Um, some people only have flimsy masks because there is a global shortage of protect protective gear. Um, and in previous distributions, people crowded around him and they were desperate. And this could potentially even lead to um, like riots and mobs. And that's not something that the government needs to deal with at this given uh, point in time, considering that they have so much more um, pressing matters on their uh, hands. And so just basic, um, basic uh, volunteer efforts given by the people would just help ease the pressure on the government so much. And for the people who are trying to help, because so many people are desperate for the necessities that is now a shortage, there are safety concerns among health professionals who have been complaining about the lack of proper safety gear because they themselves are not proper equipped to help other people. Yes, you certainly bring up a good point. That's it for today's podcast on Pakistan. I look forward to talking about our next country for the letter Q. I'm Sophia. This is Vina. Thank you for listening.